0: Hey, Generation Church, we welcome you and invite you to encounter Jesus with us. We believe that through Him, we will encounter love and discover our purpose. So take a seat, lean in, and let this message fortify your faith. I want to continue what I talked about last week. Last week, I talked about um, how the curse that's brought upon us uh, by the law is broken, and if you, have, if you weren't here last week, uh, I'll try to get you up to speed real quick. But I'd like for you to listen to it. I think it'll be posted pretty soon. Is it already posted? Soon. <laughs> this week. Lord We're just going to believe this week. Yeah, Lord willing. So uh, you can listen to it next uh, this week, hopefully. Um, but I spoke about how, um, how the blood of the Lamb breaks the curse off of your life the the curse that came down through the law and and in that when you receive Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior and you believe that God raised him from the dead and you're forgiven and cleansed of your sin the curse of the law is broken off of your life and you know the way that the curse of the law manifests sometimes is, is through performance like We're trying to always measure up and we're always trying to be good. Well, you know what? The scripture says no one's good. Not even one. There's not one good. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And and the wages of sin is death. So the dynamic of that curse that's upon us is broken by the precious blood of the lamb when we receive him into our heart that is broken off of you so you don't have to perform anymore and you don't have to look feel like you got to look good to everybody you're already accepted in it by by christ through his shed blood so but today i want to talk about another curse it's the there's two curses in the bible one is brought by the law and one is, is brought by maldiction, or the curse of the mouth or the words that you speak. Okay? So there's two curses in the Bible. And so what I want to look at um, is first Peter chapter three, verse eight through twelve. Let's go there. First Peter, go on your phone, go on your Bible, wherever, get it, get it up there. We might have it up. There we go. So First Peter three, verses eight through twelve. And we're going to discover now how to break this curse. So verse 8, to sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit. Not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. I want you to just pause and think about that he's beginning to describe a dynamic that we were made to receive a blessing. We were made to receive a blessing from God. And, But what we're going to begin to understand is that there, there can be some things that we do on our part that can actually short-circuit God's ability to bless you. It actually, like, pulls the spark plugs out of your car so your car is not going to run efficiently so in that we're going to find out what that is so it says here for the one who desires life to love and see good days so who desires life who desires to be loved and who wants to see good days raise your hand all right so y'all like life life is good Y'all want good days, sunny days, happy days. Y'all want to have a, have a big bear hug, be loved. I'm going to tell you how to get that. You must keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears attend to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. You know, Peter's making it clear then that if we want to experience life, love, and good days, we're going to need to learn how to deal with evil. Because evil does not have any good plans for your life. The evil one does not, he does not have one... Happy day for you. He wants bad days for you. And Paul says, don't return that evil to evil. Evil for evil. Or insult for insult. But giving a blessing instead. For you were called for this very purpose. Why? That you might receive a blessing. My goodness, it's like we don't need to throw a wrench into something that is going to be so good, so amazing. And you might be thinking, well, it's just a blessing. I don't think you realize what's in a blessing. You don't know what's in the cake, all the ingredients that's going into that to give you something good and sweet, and you're going to remember it for a long time. So as we move into this, I want you to clearly see that there are two types of curses in the Bible. The first one is the curse that comes from the law. Let's look at that. Galatians 3, 13 through 14. Turn there. Galatians 3, 13 through 14. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. having become a curse for us? For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on A tree. And then look at the next verse. In order that Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? You and me. So that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So Paul's making it clear that there is a curse of the law. And that Jesus has already dealt with that curse on the tree. So if you've committed your heart to Christ, you've you've repented of your sin, you've been cleansed in the blood of the Lamb, you've been born anew, you've been given eternal life, the curse of the law is broken off of you. And you're free. And so to whom the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. You're like a happy camper. You're free. This curse all over you is broken. But there's another curse that I want to talk about that's found in James 3 Verse 8 through 18. Let's go there. James 3 verses 8 through 18. But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and it's full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father. And with it we curse men. We have been made who have been made in the likeness of God. So with our mouth, we can bless the Lord. And also we can curse men that are made in the likeness of God. Who would that be? Who would be those made in the likeness of God? Would that be our brothers and sisters? Yeah, it would be our brothers and sisters. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Does a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives, or a vine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh water. And now he's going to get to the point and describe and tell you where the curse is coming from. Okay? Okay. He says in verse 13, let's look in verse 13. Who among you is wise in understanding? Let him show by his good behavior, his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart and you and do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth, this wisdom is not that which comes down from above. But it is earthly, natural, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering and without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So James is really starting to make it clear that there's a curse that comes from the mouth, birthed in the heart through selfish ambition and through um, beginning to compare yourself with other people. You're beginning to have jealousy in your heart towards people. And that's the breeding ground where then all of a sudden you release something out of your mouth, which is a curse going to somebody else. So that curse, uh, so the curse that comes from the law is broken, as we've already seen in Christ. And there's also the curse that where comes from your, your mouth. And the curse that comes from the mouth is what really I want us to begin to unpack and look at today. The curse that comes from the mouth is what I'm wanting to focus on. It's an evil that comes from the diction of the words that come out of your mouth. It's a maldiction. they are words that come out that, that are flying, if you might, might say, at other people. And it comes out of your mouth when you speak Evil because it's already started in your heart with with jealousy and with selfish ambition. Often, you know, we we can tend to... Well, let me just say it this way. I I really believe in the church. We've not come to the place where we really believe that good behavior, doing what's right, and blessing is really going to make a difference. And I don't really think that we fully understand the 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 gravity of what we're doing we don't understand that we're actually with with words that are not coming out that are a blessing because jesus says either blessings coming out of your mouth or what cursing it doesn't have there's no middle road there's not something in between like a yeah that's kind of a half truth no it's either a blessing Or you're cursing. You can't have mixture. So in that, I don't know if we really believe that we have really wounded and hurt one another in the body of Christ by the fact that we've been cursing one another, by the words coming out of our mouth. And in that, we wound ourselves. The body of Christ has wounded themselves By us hurting each other, by speaking evil of one another, by not speaking well of them. And I, you know, if we were the army of God and we were going into battle to fight the enemy, you know, we got half our troops that are wounded and hurt. And it's been, you know, friendly fire from our own camp. We've been wounding our own selves by our words, what we're saying. And we're leaving people wounded and hurt by what we're allowing to come out of our mouths. So what I want to discuss today is what God's plan that gives us his grace and redemptive power to break this curse over our lives. It is so important, church. Um, I want to share with you just briefly... um, when I was a child um, in, in elementary school, when I was younger, I was labeled a learning disabled child. And and I can't describe to you, I'm so glad I'm free from it, but I can't describe to you the curse that that put. It was like a wrapping me a, in a cocoon. And I couldn't get out of it. And... Um, and this started, you know, in my early age, you know, when I was first grade, second grade, third grade. And I want to talk about how God set me free. And he broke the curse that was over my life. So as, as, as a young boy in elementary school, I, I really I struggled with learning. I, I just, I, I tried, I tried, I just, things just were not connecting. I don't understand, but it was a horrible label that was put upon me because I was in special classes, I watched special movies, special videos with special people and special books. And it was just like, it was like I just could not believe, you know, what was going on. But what I began to realize afterwards is that my teachers were actually cursing me with their words they were saying to me things like you know what you're not gonna you you're not gonna mount up to anything if you don't if you don't apply yourself you're gonna fail you're not gonna you're not gonna make it in life you're not gonna achieve anything and they kept saying these things over me and and i i I was trying but these Things that they were saying was basically wrapping me in a cocoon of a curse. Because as we can speak life or death. Power is in the tongue. We speak life or death. And in that, as they were speaking these things, you're going to be a failure. You're not going to mount up to anything. Come on, come on, come on. It was just like weighing upon me. And it was only years later, basically, back in 1984... I knew that I, I knew I needed help with school because, you know, when I was in my younger school years, um, you know, they were just basically kind of like pushing me along in the education system. You know, let's just help them get it to another grade so we can get them out of high school. Well, I finally made it to college and it didn't get any better in college. Uh, I ended up dropping out of college two times. It did not make my mom and dad very happy, but I've dropped out two times and in that, as I was on the, uh, as I had dropped out for the second time, I began attending a church in Wilmington, North Carolina. And, um, and, and I, I just realized I needed help. I just, I needed help. So I, I, I got a counseling session set up, and this wonderful couple met with me, and um, they began to minister to me minister to my heart and they begin to show me how the teachers have been cursing me with their words and they led me through being able to forgive them and then to bless them just to bless them begin to ask god to pour out blessings upon i mean i had a sozo session when it wasn't called sozo yet i mean I mean, they were like walking me through that and I was able to bless them and to speak well of them. And then sometime shortly after that, Dolores Winder, very special spiritual mother of mine who's passed away now, she had a healing ministry and she came to our church and she had a healing service. And in one of the healing services, I remember she had an altar call and I went up and I just started bawling, crying. I couldn't, I could not hold it back. It was one of those cries that I, I just could not hold back. And so it would be like, you know, one of you today being touched by the Lord, you're coming up here, and then there's one person that's just bawling. And, and it's just the cries are going throughout the whole room. That's how I felt. I was just crying uncontrollably. And then when I got done crying, she picked me up and she looked at me. And I remember, I'll never forget her blue eyes. It was just so piercing. And she says, now I want to tell you what the Lord is showing me. And she had a word of knowledge from the Lord. And as she looked at me and she said, the Lord is going to give you now the ability to learn once again. She didn't know my history. She said, he is going to give you the ability to learn once again. And he's going to give you wisdom. All I can tell you right then is that the presence of God came upon me. And I just was overcome by the power of God. And he ministered to my heart. And I could tell that there was a transformation that was, taking on, that was going on on the inside. And I remember when I got up after that, I was changed. Something was different. Well, I decided to go back to school, college, and get my degree. And it was my senior year. Now, at that point, my GPA was around a 2.3. Wasn't wasn't a real zinger. It was on the low end. And and so um, my next semester in college, I'll never forget it, that I made straight A's straight A's and that came because I broke the curse over my life by the spoken blessing I broke the curse of them that were that they were putting on me and I was able to graduate even though I was on the six-year plan I was able to graduate do you remember you remember Job, right in the Bible? Job. He had a rough time at start, didn't he? He was afflicted for many years. His body was filled with disease. He lost all his finances and, and his family. And his friends came to him and began to speak curses over his life by saying, there's ob- obviously something's wrong with you, Job. You have brought this on yourself. And they began to to speak over him that all of this would not be happening if you hadn't done something wrong. And so they were were cursing him. But you remember how Job broke the curse over his life? He broke the curse when he prayed for his friends and he blessed his friends and In the name of the Lord. And it broke the curse off of his life. And God was able to release the blessing over Job. So what did God do? He blessed him twofold. He doubled everything and he blessed him. Because he blessed those that were speaking evil of him. Now Jesus in the book of Luke. Look at Luke chapter 6 verse 27 through 28. Luke six twenty seven through 28. Jesus taught his disciples how to break the curse over their lives. He says this, but I say to you who hear, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Let's look at 1 Peter 2.20. 1 Peter 2.20. Peter says that, you know, really that Jesus has really become the model of how we're to act and how we're to treat people in life. And and basically it gives us the road map to know how to live. So verse 20 says this. For what credit is there if when you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience? But if when you do what is right and you suffer for it, you patiently endure it, this finds favor with God. For you have been called for this very purpose. And what is that purpose? To impart a blessing. And now he's going to really talk about how we're to impart a blessing to other. Since Christ also suffered for you, leaving an example for you to follow in his steps. So we got Jesus, our model. We're we're to follow him who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. You know, as Jesus was hanging on the cross, he became the curse. The curse that we deserved fell on him. And and, he, and not only did he receive the curse of all, the, the law it was compounded by those that were hurling curses and insults and threats at him so he's 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 now receiving the curse of the law and now all of a sudden you have all these people that are hurling curses at him by their mouths by saying who are you king of the jews If you're his son, if you can do miracles, get on down off that cross. I mean, they're they're cursing him. So he's taken both the brunt of the curse of the law and he's taken the brunt of the curses of the maldiction, of the things that are coming out of people's mouths. And it's all landing on him on the cross. And he receives it all. But let's just imagine, and we know this isn't the case, because our victorious Savior won the day for all of us. He won the victory. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. But let's just imagine that Jesus caved in to the pressure of the curses and the pain and the ridicule and the mocking as He hung on the cross. Let's just imagine that that as they were railing him, sneering him, and mocking him, and and just, just giving it all they got. What if all of a sudden he says, you know what? I've had enough. I'm getting ready to call on my Father. To call on a legion of angels. I'm getting ready to release all heaven onto you right now. I'm getting ready. I'm fed up. You guys have said too much. What do you think would have happened if he'd done that? He would have lost the power of redemption in breaking the the, the curse that is off of our lives. He would have lost everything. But thanks be to God, he endured it all. Every spoken curse every curse of the law he endured it he did not he did not shrink away from it he received it all it is complete and finished and he paid for it and he died so that we might live and that is exactly but this story of hypothetical of Jesus returning evil for evil is exactly what happens to us when we revile and we get angry with someone else. When we get angry with somebody else and we want to give it all we got back at them, when we get offended with them, and when we give them a piece of our mind, anybody ever done that? We lose the chance... To bring a blessing into that relationship, you're short circuiting the very thing that you were designed for, and that's to give a blessing. You are short circuiting it by cursing them. And you might think, I'm not really cursing them. Well, are you blessing them? Because if you're not blessing them, you're cursing them. Remember, you can't have a mixture. Can't be, well, it was a softball. I gave him a softball. But you know what, if you do realize, okay, I blew it, and you repent, and, and you turn from it, you can go back to that person, let's say the next day, and say, you know what, brother, I, I just want to bless you. I just want to bless you. I love you. And I want good things to happen in your life. But you know, sometimes we don't get another chance. Because once you hurled an insult and you've really of given a zinger, you know what it says about an offended brother? An offended brother is what? Hard to win over. Once somebody is really offended, it's like... <clears throat> it's, like a, it's like an arrow in their heart. And when somebody is really offended by something you've said to them or an insult or something that you've hurled at them, sometimes it is hard to win them back. You go to bless them, they're like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. I, I got the first one. So we got to realize that there this is so important that we watch our tongue. So let's look at Romans 12, 14 through 15. Romans 12, 14 through 15. Bless those who persecute you. Don't you love that? Bless and what? Do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. This has nothing to do with the curse of the law. This is the curse of the maldiction. The curse that comes out of your mouth. You understand that this has nothing to do with the law. And and you know what? We at this point think, well, you know what? They deserve it. They deserve it. Well, let me ask you something. When you were in sin. Did you just like just deserve to all of a sudden just. Be good and be be saved. When you were in your sin, you know what the scripture says? While you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. When you were in the midst of the pig pen, he died for you. He did it because he loved you. You didn't deserve it, but he loved you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Now, math was never my strongest suit in school. Uh, me and math, I had to always, you know, ask my roommate or ask, ask, you know, my peers or, or ask my parents. But it just wasn't my strong suit. You know, we all got our strong suits. It's not mine. It's okay. You know, I recognize it. But I was taught in school that a minus one, minus one, plus minus one equals minus two. Right? Did I get that right? <laughs> Come on, give me give me a nod. Okay. But if someone hurls a, a minus one, let's say at you, and you hurl a minus one back at them you only compounded the problem by doing that and you end up with a minus two but but I was also taught now help me with this one a minus one and a plus one you get zero is that right yes you get right Minus one, and a plus one, you get zero. That's what the blessing does. The spoken blessing neutralizes the negative one. So you get a positive, or a zero. Proverbs 26.2, let's look at that real quick. Like a sparrow in its flitting... Like a swallow in its flying, so a curse without a cause does not alight. You know, our our Jewish our, our Jewish friends, they've said in some of their literature that a curse directed at you without a cause will return to the sender. So it's so like if the bird is is released like a curse it's it's flying around for some place to alight to land it's like a bird flitting fluttering and it's trying to find a place to land have you ever heard the same birds of a feather flock together have you ever have you ever noticed that that certain birds just hang out with each other you know, my, my son and my daughter in Tennessee, they moved there and they so they think they gotta be country now. So they got chickens and they got a duck. They got ducks and, and and so we go out in the morning and we feed the chickens and we and we but you know what they got three different types of chickens. Well, I thought I was out there, I was out playing with the kids in, in the in the yard, and by golly, if five of the same chickens didn't all stay together Five of the other chickens, they all stay together. I'm like, well, that just goes, that's so true. Birds of a feather do flock together. So if a bird of anger and jealousy has been hurled out, so that bird, he's an angry bird, he's a jealous bird, he's flying, and what is he waiting for? He's waiting for an angry person and a jealous person. And he's like, I can alight upon that. Birds alight upon nastiness. Birds alight upon other nastiness just like them. But if a person who has anger and jealousy in their heart, um, and, it, it's, it's, and they hurl it out through their words. See, because the, your words are sending the birds a flight. Okay? So the birds are flying out from your mouth. And they're flying around. But if, if the bird tries to alight upon you, and you're not returning insult for insult or evil for evil, You're doing this. Lord Jesus, I ask that I forgive them, for they know not what they do and what they say. And I'm asking now, God, that you would bless them. I'm asking that you bless that person, even though they didn't speak very well of me. I thank you for them, and I ask that you bless them. Guess what happens to the bird The bird is looking for similar territory that it knows about. And if it flies over you and he sees that the territory of your heart is clean, it can't alight upon you. It can't land on you because your heart is clean. Because you've chosen the high road and you're blessing that person that was cursing you. I mean, this is what Paul is talking about. You're not to return evil for evil. And in doing that, you don't want to become a part of the curse. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't want to become a part of the curse. Because it wraps around you like a cocoon and it won't let you go. Romans 12, verse 17 through 20 says this. Let's look there. Romans 12, 17. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take out your own revenge. Beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Amen. We are not the judge. Amen. We're not. We can't judge. We can't hurl the verdict with our maldiction, with our words. God is. So I've asked two dear friends of mine to come on up here. Zach and Preston, come on up here. And... We're going to demonstrate to you now, Zach, I want you to stand right here and face that way, Preston, I want you to stand right here. Now, what's getting ready to happen? (laughs) Zach's getting ready to hurl a zinger towards him. Well, it might be he's getting ready to hurl a curse at him. We'll neutralize it. Trust me, we'll, we'll neutralize it. And it's going to land on it's going to land on him because he got offended, he got insulted, and he got hurt. And so Preston is going to give a zinger back to him. And I'm go- And and I'm God. I, I'm God. Not really. Thanks for letting me just have fun. So, I'm God, and I'm going to stand back, and basically, um, I'm going to allow them to have at it. And I can't step in while they're having at it. So, let's just, uh, let's see, action. Action. Do I keep going? I can, I can, that was all I had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Good job. Well, all right. Now, now, Preston's going to have a change of heart. He's going to realize, okay, that was a really, that was a low blow. You know, that, that was a toughie. So I want you to just kind of begin to have a change of heart. And then I want you, I want you to begin to realize, you know what? God, I I was wrong. and And then I want you to begin to. Lift up your hands and and I want you to begin to, to pray for him. I And release the blessing on him. So, I hate the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the God, the Red so Cog. so now he's releasing the blessing. And now for a while there, I couldn't step in because there was evil going on between them. And they were willing they were choosing. Now you just blessed him, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you step back. Now God steps in. I want you to try a hurl another curse at him. You smell like elderberries. <laughs> and you might be related to a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> So then you keep holding your hands up. You you need to keep blessing them. Because as he keeps blessing them, all of a sudden this unhealthy dynamic is going to start to be broken. So keep blessing them. Get your hands up. But you got both hands up. Come on. And you might say, well, how long am I to. How long am I to bless that person? You're you're to bless that you're to bless that person until you're released to have love in your heart for that person. So you keep praying. Lift up them hands high. Say, and and I want you to try to begin to hurl something back at them. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. So you bless them until you can love them. And when you got love in your heart, you know that the blessing has been released and has broken the curse off of your life. You know, Jesus, when He was on the cross, He said, Father... Forgive them, for they know not what they do. He prayed for those that were persecuting Him, and He was releasing a blessing over them. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's releasing the blessing over people that were hurling insults and curses at Him. And then in verse 20, Verse 20 of Romans 12. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Um, I, I want to ask, uh, hey, Dwayne, I, I want to ask you a question um you know this these lights are are pretty bright up here they kind of I can't see real well would you please um turn up the darkness a little bit (laughs) well you responded correctly you you can't you can't just turn up the darkness the only way you can turn up the darkness is what? Turn down the light. That's the only way you can do it is turn down the light that increases the darkness. When you're getting angry and somebody is insulting you and somebody has not spoken well of you, when you return anger, anger, for anger when you return an insult for an insult when you return an offended heart to someone that's offended you guess what you're doing in your life you're turning up the darkness in your own life when you return the insult when you return a curse you're turning up the darkness In your life. But what we want to do. Is we want to increase the light. And we do that. By how? Imparting the blessing. We impart the blessing. Of God. And that increases the light of God. Into the situation. And it changes everything. Light drives away the darkness. Just like it drives away that little pesty bird that's trying to land on you. Light drives it away. The bird cannot alight upon you because the anger's not in your heart. And there's jealousy not in your heart. And there's selfish ambition that's not in your heart. You're able to allow God's kingdom to come into the situation. God's kingdom is His presence, His reign, and His rule. And when you're releasing the blessing of God, the kingdom of what? Light invades the situation. Heaven invades earth in that situation. And the dove, the bird that should always be landing on you, the dove of peace, lands on your shoulder and it's there to protect you and to be with you the peace of god guards your heart and your mind in christ jesus you need the dove on your shoulder you don't need the other bird on your shoulder you need the dove and the peace of the lord jesus christ will be wrapping around you and filling you and enabling you to bless that person Until a river of love flows through you. You know, it is supernatural. When Jesus says, love your enemies, that is very difficult in the natural. Because a part of me, in my flesh, wants to give a knuckle sandwich right back. Really. I want to return that very thing. But the economy and God's ways are not our ways. Jesus modeled how we're to respond. He did not return an insult for an insult, evil for evil. He did not revile those that were reviling him. We're just simply to to walk and be Jesus to people that really don't know what they're doing. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We're to be a blessing. To others. And we. Are to be a blessing. To one another. Even in the body of Christ. I'll just say. I've had to bless a lot of people. I've had to bless a lot of people. And you know what? In the body of Christ we we'll have a lot of people that might go from church to church to church to church to church. Why? Because they get offended. They get hurt. Things don't go their way. They don't think it's going the way that it should go. And they release things and say things. And they never find a place. There's a whole group of people that are wandering and they haven't found a home where they can be loved and blessed because of the maldiction coming out of their mouth that's got to stop that needs to stop we need to stop cursing one another in the body of Christ we were we're a body it would be like me wanting to curse my arm well you're just a a bad-looking arm and then all of a sudden I want to curse my leg well you're not the you're like, you're not functioning very well you know we're a body we're to take care of our body I like my arms I like my legs let's bless our bodies and be made in the image of Jesus and let's give him all the glory because he's coming back for a triumphant bride who's made herself ready, and he's looking for this glorious bride who is without spot or wrinkle and is not beating each other up with curses. We're loving one another as Christ has loved us. We're not to take revenge. You know, because really, in our flesh, a lot of times we think, well, they deserve it. They deserve it. No, they don't. We're to, we're to bless them and receive the peace that God has for us. And that just wraps around us. And you know what? We have enough turbulence going on in the world. We don't need it inside of us. And it's the peace of God that guards you from the turbulence out there and keeps you at rest on the inside. And can walk in a, in a very evil day. The days that we're living in are Evil but his bride is going to shine brightly even though it's getting dark out there it's not going to get dark in here Right. right amen let's all stand